You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 477. You're listening to the podcast and you're juiced and you get all this information, you're ready to go and you're ready to pick up that phone and all of a sudden your heart drops. Yep. So number one, know that it's natural. Okay, but the second thing that you have to know is that it's not your fault. There's nothing that is wrong with you. You're not a complete introvert, right? You're not so shy. It's just that you do not have the confidence and the skill yet, okay? One of the big myths out there is the natural born salesperson, and that is the biggest bunch of garbage I have ever heard. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and I am telling you guys this from the bottom of my heart. If I can do this business, so can you. So let's get started. We are back again with the man, the myth, the legend, Todd Toback. Todd, say hello to everybody. Man, Brent, happy to be here. Really, really excited to spit some fire here. And if you are listening to this podcast, I'll tell you what, fasten your seatbelts because we're going to give you something today that's going to show you how to make your first five-figure paycheck or your next five-figure paycheck. So I'm really excited, Brent. Thanks for the intro. Let's rock. But it starts with the seed of what this whole podcast, what this whole video is about. Guys, if you're listening to this, you want to see this, go to Brent Daniels' YouTube channel so that you could put a face with a voice. But the seed of this conversation came from Todd and I asking the question, why are people so afraid to talk to homeowners, right? That's really what it came from, Todd. That's what we really wanted to break down. Not only that, how to overcome it, how to get your mindset strong, but also there's a couple little nagging issues that I see come up time and time again as people are starting out in this business or maybe they got a first few deals where kind of lay downs and now they're having some challenges. Mm -hmm. We're going to really break that down as well. So let's start with it right off the bat. I mean, I get this question all the time, Todd, is you know, or not even the question. It's just, it's a mindset thing. Brent, I don't know what's going on. I'm afraid of the phone. I don't want to pick it up. I don't want to do my lead follow-up. I don't want to do my cold calling. Like, help me, right? Right. I mean, this is something that I felt with, you know, back in 2013 when I was right. starting to do this and I really had to get out of my comfort zone. I had to force myself because I was completely broke that I had to do something. But it was still, even though I was at like the bottom, bottom, bottom level, like I was at rock bottom, it still, it still crept into my head that, oh my gosh, I am afraid to talk to homeowners. What do you think it is, Todd? Well, uh, Brent, it's really funny that you mentioned this because you know some people, when they first get started out, right, if they're totally broke and they have no other option, they're not in their own head, right? And so they're like, I'm gonna get on the phone right now or I'm gonna starve. So you don't have time to think, right? And so that actually can be an advantage. So if you're broke right now, hey, you don't have the luxury of saying, hey, I'm in my own head. <laughs> now, if you're like most people like me, I was not like living in my car, but I really wanted to change. And so just like you, if you're listening to this, 
podcast, I was deathly afraid. I remember meeting with that first seller in person, even on the phone, right? My hands were shaking, my heart was racing, and meeting with them in person, you know, I was like, this person's gonna totally think I'm an imposter, right? They're gonna know that I don't have any money and that I can't get a bank loan, that I'm gonna try to rip them off. I remember thinking like, do they know that I'm gonna be making a profit? What do I have to say? Should I tell them I'm gonna be living in the house? That's a good one, by the way. <laughs> That's one that a lot of people do. They default to like almost acting like they're a homeowner. And so I, I wanna let you know that if you're new, this is completely natural to feel this way. You're listening to the podcast and you're juiced and you get all this information, you're ready to go and you're ready to pick up that phone and all of a sudden your heart drops. Yep. So number one, know that it's natural, okay? But the second thing that you have to know is that it's not your fault. There's nothing that is wrong with you. You're not a complete introvert, right? You're not so shy. It's just that you do not have the confidence and the skill yet. Okay, one of the big myths out there is the natural born salesperson. And that is the biggest bunch of garbage I have ever heard, all right? Because if you tell yourself that, and if you're not a quote unquote self-defined natural born salesperson, you're not gonna get on the phone and you're always gonna be making excuses. And I wanna let you know that if you act, listen to this podcast, okay, you're gonna have some tools to go out there and talk to sellers, right? And so I think part of that is number one, a lack of, of, of real hunger, but number two, lack of education of what actually takes to make that happen, right? I think there are three main reasons why people are scared, and we're gonna talk about that today, Brent. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the natural born sales guy or the natural born closer. It's like every time that I run into somebody that's like a self-proclaimed natural at sales and everything is always asking me for a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Like they're asking me for a job because they just haven't put it all together. It's not the truth, guys. I'm telling you, there is steps to this game. There are levels to this business. And the more that you can educate, not even educate, well, education's important, about, you know, but that comes from really the, the action and the results that you're taking, but more the instruction that you're given. If you're given the right instruction from the beginning or, you know, whenever, as long as it hits you and, you, and you're taking action on it, it really, really, really is going to help set you apart and really help you to be confident when you go into these situations. Because it is, it's scary. You know what I mean? When you're starting out and you're going to strangers' houses and these houses, you know, somebody's smoked a uh, hundred thousand cigarettes in them, or they've got tons of animals or the landscaping is all crazy or, you know, just whatever, whatever the distressed property is, or you just walk into a ball of emotions. That's the bigger one. Mm -hmm. The bigger, it's not even their house. It's not the condition of the house. It's that we're working with the property owner and working through all this web of emotions that they have tied with the property, with their own lives, with decision-making. And it really helps to be able able to ask the right questions, but also be a really, really, really good listener and really be in that moment. I think that's the problem, Todd, is I think we all put together a game plan of what we're going to do and say based on our previous conversations. And we know how we're going to close them. And, we're no and then all of a sudden a monkey wrench gets thrown in. And then all of a sudden it's just, we're thrown off. You know, and that's to steal some of the thunder, right? From the podcast today, but really the less talking you do, the better right? The less closing that you do, the better. And so if you don't know what to say, well, the best thing is say nothing at all. And we'll talk more about this later in the podcast. And so again, if you have fear, we're going to show you how to get past it today. So Brent, let's jump on to yeah. the, the, the three reasons or the three areas where people are scared and have fear. 
because we have to define our fears, right? Name your fear you must, right? Like Yoda says, right? To conquer it, what is it in terms of the Yoda? If you will conquer it, right? And so we're gonna name those three. So number one is the imposter syndrome, right? Where we first start out and you're thinking, hey, you know, is the seller gonna know that, you know, I have no money in the bank or that I've never done a deal before or that I just opened up this business or that I don't know what I'm doing? That's a big one, right? Many people feel that way and they have a complex around that. And I have found, right, in the past that the seller, right, is not thinking any of that. A true motivated seller is not thinking how many houses you've done. They're not thinking about what degrees you have or if you have a license or if you have a big office building or a ton of employees or if you're making the calls out of your mama's basement, right? With there's nothing wrong with doing that. They don't care, right? All they want is for you to solve their problem. And mm -hmm. so the sooner you can let that go, right, the sooner that you can go and get past that fear and pick up the phone and make that happen. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes I remember starting out, Todd, what I would do, and I came from a real estate agent background, but I would copy a check of the earnest money. I would put together all my proof of funds, letters from all the hard money lenders. I'd have mm -hmm. a nine page contract. And you know what it did more time, more often than not, it confused the hell out of the seller. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if this copy of a check was supposed to go to the title company or if they were getting it or why is it a copy? What is proof of funds? What is these things? Like, I thought you were just going to buy the house. And it actually did a lot. It did a lot more. Uh, and I just did that because I wasn't confident because I was thinking, you know, if I have all this evidence showing that that I can make this transaction happen, that's what this seller is really going to want. But it truly wasn't. You know, funny, Brent, because we have a list of three things that Brent and I talked about before jumping on the podcast. There's one thing we didn't talk about. And one thing that can throw you off is just getting started in this business and a new person running into a real estate agent, right? And so many times a real estate agent is going to throw all this stuff in your head. You need the 15-page contract. You've got to have this, this special license. You've got to go to real estate school, right? You've got to have this big office and 20 years in business and do all these disclosures, right? Obviously, you want to check with your attorney to make sure what's legal in your state. But sometimes a well-meaning real estate agent will throw a wrench, right? And it could be a family friend. It could be a friend of a friend. It could be someone you were cold calling. And man, when you're new... A real estate agent who is from another planet who doesn't believe that you can make a 30 or a 40 or a $50,000 check, right? Or, or even 10 on your first shot without this, right? Can crush your dreams and make you feel like an imposter. So what I would just say, one tip is tune out the noise. Yep. Tune out the noise, right? Laser focus of what you're hearing here on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast and really, really, really focus, okay, on one thing. And that is getting on the phone with sellers, asking for the best price possible, turn around and selling it for a maximum profit. Second part, let's let, talk a little bit. Let me ask ahead. you this, Todd. This is something that I don't even, I, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, but I don't even know if I remember this. When you started wholesaling, was there somebody in your markets that helped you do it? Or did you just go through it and go through it and go through it? You know what I mean? Like somebody that would walk you through, maybe split some deals with them off the bat, or did you just go right through it? No, so I started, uh, I did my first deal from a book, right? And I had no idea what I was doing. And so I went out there and made that happen. And then I started uh, doing lease options. And so I was listening to Peter Conti and David Finkel. They had a training program, very much like the same one actually that Wholesaling Inc. has. 
And I was in that program learning lease options. But then here's the crazy thing. I started buying deals to keep after the recession, right? And after that, I saw that oh, this wholesaler was wholesaling me deals. And I saw he was making 15, 20, 25K a pop. And then all of a sudden I was watching him like, what the heck? <laughs> I need to start doing more of these. And so in a way, I, and I, it was funny because I was kind of like mentoring this young kid, but I saw the fact he was doing large checks over and over and over and over again by just doing one thing and really, really simplifying it. Kind of like, like you do, Brent, would talk to people. And so yep. it's funny how sometimes the, the teacher learns more than the student, right, at that point. So I see a lot of that, Todd. I see a lot of people partnering up in town with other people. We call it squatting up. And I think that that's really important. But I think at some point you have to be able to build these skills. You need to be able to take the experience so that you don't feel ever like you're an imposter, right? Because that mm -hmm. really slows a lot of people down. A lot of people say, well, I just can't. That was my biggest problem starting out was just, oh my gosh, I don't have the money to buy these properties. What am I going to do? I better partner with somebody that does have the money so I feel confident. Right. But you can be literally start building your confidence by what we're going to talk about next. You know, yep. the second part is the internal game, right? That's and it. we talked a whole video on this last, we got a lot of great feedback on this video. So if you wanna find it on the YouTube channel or you wanna find it on the Wholesaling Podcast, go listen to that. But we talked a lot about the internal game of what you think that you deserve. And so this is one of the things, I'll, I'll briefly touch on this, is that you must talk to yourself. Rich people, okay, talk to themselves. Poor people, listen to themselves, right? I was working out with my son this morning and he was, he was fading during our workout, right? And I kept on saying, I said, talk to yourself. He's like, I'm tired, I'm tired. I said, stop listening to yourself. Talk to yourself, talk to yourself, talk to yourself. And I'm telling you, this kid banged out, right? Three times as many burpees after he said he couldn't go anymore, right? And so I really wanna talk about a little bit about what we expect of ourselves. So if you expect to go in there and make $5,000, guess what? That's what you're gonna get. If you don't think that you deserve to turn around, lock up this property and sell it for $25,000, you're not gonna do that. And the seller's gonna feel that. Your voice is gonna crack. You're going to hesitate. Your voice is not gonna have the sincerity and the power, right, that the seller needs to hear. And I can tell you most sellers, what they need from you is certainty, right? It's not about the price or they would have listed with a real estate agent right? Not about the price. And so when they're talking about speed, convenience, and trust, you must offer certainty and convince yourself that you are going to do that. I cannot overemphasize that enough. So how do you do that? Well, by talking to yourself. I right? love it. Talk, if you got to say affirmations. So one of my clients that I, I talked to, I said, look, you know, his deal size was around like eight or $9,000, right? I said, look, I make at least $25,000 a deal, right? For me, I tell our team it's six figures, right? Sometimes they fall way short of that, right? But that number, there's this pressure, a pressure that when you say it, right, you are constantly thinking about it. And if you're below that, you start to get dragged up to that, right? I offer value. I know what to say. And so, you know, I practice my craft. And so as you say these things, your behavior becomes congruent. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm not into that hocus pocus juju stuff. Well, of course, that's not real. Just saying it does nothing. But when you say it, you think about it. And then what you think about it, then your behaviors become congruent. I love it. 100%. What, what do you say? The perfect quote. 
Rich people talk to themselves. Poor people listen to themselves. I love it. So what about when people are asked, well, there's a couple of real big stumbling blocks that I see with new students coming into the TTP family is, well, they asked me uh, how long I've been in business, right? Right. They asked me how long they've been in business or they asked me for a proof of funds. Like what, what is that? How do I do that? What am I going, what's going on here? And I love because we talked about this. I love your response to this. Go right. ahead. Well, there's first things, by the way. So all these objections that we talk about, by the way, we do a heavy training. And Brent, we talked about this. If you go yep. to convertwholesaledeals.com, right? There you can buy the No Limit Selling System. And it's got all of this internal game stuff, all of these objections, all of the way that you can actually talk to yourself there, convertwholesaledeals.com. If you look below, there's actually a link in the description. But we talked about basically the top three objections that people get on when they talk to a seller, right? Number one, how long have you been in business? Yeah. Right. And I tell you what, a lot of people get thrown off on that one. Right. And I get it. Right. It's like, uh, e, uh, 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 you know, oh, I've been in business for a month, but my partner has been in business, you know, for 10 years. Right. Hey, that stinks. Right. I mean, you're going to get killed if you hesitate yep. on that one or try to make an excuse or try to skirt or lie. The seller's going to sense it. Okay. And I'm going to talk about this in a second. And the answer that we talked about, right? The other part about this is uh, how many properties have you bought, right? And these all fall in the same category. Or three, can I see a proof of funds? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, those are mm -hmm. scary. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Those are the big three, <laughs> right? Let me tell you, I'm going to take all the pressure off of you right now listening to this. Brent and I are going to give you a solution to handle this objection. But I have bought and sold well over a thousand deals. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that in no time where a seller asked me one of those three, have I bought a house? <laughs> yep. It's like clockwork. I mean, when people are asking those questions and really diving deep, the likelihood that they're going to get multiple offers and get a bid up or list with a real estate agent, I am telling you the people that are the most like, this is such an issue. This is such a problem. They're not going through all of these things. Listen, they're not going to seminars. There's no podcast for sellers on what to ask wholesalers or real estate investors to make sure that they get, you know, all the information that they need to make a decision. It just doesn't happen. It's real simple, guys. Todd's been talking about it the whole time. It's people will trade equity in their property for speed and convenience. It's that simple. So when you're getting a lot of those questions, I see it all the time coming. You know, they ask me for proof of funds. They ask me how long I've been in business. They ask me how many properties I've bought. And I'm like, hmm, did you get a price out of them? No, I haven't got a price out of them yet. Okay. You know, almost every single time, they're not going to give you a price. Almost every single time, they're going to say, I want to know what you're going to offer me. Almost every single time, they're going to stiff arm you and build up a force field around them that is going to prevent them from making any decision or doing business with you. So when you get those three objections, listen, it's just another way to understand that you are filtering out the people that are truly motivated versus the people that are tire kickers. It truly is. Now, listen, the problem with this, Todd, is every so often somebody gets a deal from you know, putting in their proof of funds or, or talking about their background or talking about how big they are and that type of thing. And yeah. it throws everything off, right? It throws but it's in. not a consistency in your business. And I, you know, I guarantee you it was probably a $6,000 deal or $7,000. Yep. And look, believe me, if you do your first deal and it's six or $7,000, 
I want to celebrate you, right? Yeah. I want to celebrate you. But really, and, and I've been on the channel for a, a long time, Brent. I love being here, but I've always talked about doing big deals, right? Yep. The people who have six figures in the bank are the ones who do bigger deals, right? Yep. It's, it's the time return on your money. And so actually, we have talked about this, Brent, actually, in the terms of being able to filter deals, right? Part of the skill is being able to separate the contenders from the pretenders, yep. right? And so pretenders yep. pretend like they're going to sell the property to you by saying, how long have you been in business? How many properties have you bought? Uh, set me proof of funds, or I've got seven other offers, right? What can you give me? How do I handle the, I've got seven other offers objection? I'll tell you how I handle it. Click. The <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right. In a much more tactful way. Right. I, you know, we, we will ask questions um, to make sure that is true. Right. But if I'm dealing with seven other offers, I can't really offer that much value. Nope. No, they're going to get their problem solved by somebody else. And yeah. most of the time, their problem in that situation is they want to get the most money. Yeah. And I get it. I totally get it. They want to buy a bigger house. They want to downsize. They want to move across country. They got, you know, transferred somewhere else. Great. Let somebody else that's going to buy it and keep it and hold it and do it and whatever. Let's go find somebody that has the opportunity to, to where we can really help them out because they're going through a, a big time problem that they're not going to solve themselves. Right. Yep. So let me go over this and how to handle any objections. So we did promise we would, we, we would handle this, right? Yep. And so yep. one of the things people say, look, how do I handle love objection? I'm going to give you a little bit of catch all, right? If you want to go in detail, remember that website is convertwholesaledeals.com where we go into training, right? But today, if you get caught on an objection, this is like one thing that you can do right now where you said, you know what, Todd and Brent, man, just by this podcast episode, right? You changed my whole perspective. So if someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, right? Number one, say nothing. Number two, redirect with another question or three say, I don't know. Right. So let me, let me give you a question and then you can kind of, we, we, sure. we can kind of play this. Right. So, uh, Todd, how much business does your company do in a year? I'm sorry. What do you mean? How much profit do you guys make in a year? Do you guys buy a lot of houses? Are you selling a lot of houses? Like give it to me real. Well, that's a really, really odd question, Brent. Do you mind why if I ask why you are asking me this question? Well, I just want to make sure that I'm doing business with a good business person. And how would you define that? Well, somebody that does a lot of business would be good. Somebody yeah, that I know will get the deal closed. That's okay. what I'm looking for. What if I told you I did a million deals? Well, that would be pretty good. Okay. What if I told you I did no deals? Well, then I'd be concerned that we wouldn't be able to do business. <laughs> Brett, let me ask you this, okay? And I'm going to write this down. Is the number of deals that I do really the determining factor of us doing business? Or are there other things that, that we need to talk about? Well, we need to get the price right. We need to get the closing time right. I need some time to be able to get everything out of here. So those are important. All right. Well, let's start there. I love it. Right? Boom. Right. Yeah. Now, now, the other part- And about by the way, I'm talking to you like that. You know, if I was that seller, you're not getting that deal. Oh, There's I'm no deal there. There's no way I'm getting that deal. No. I mean, we're just, we're just humoring the crowd here, okay? Right. Like, how would I handle this? Like, people are like, oh, I can't wait to hear Todd and Brent, the ninjas, close this deal, right? I'm like, I can't close that deal. I can't offer any value. No. <laughs> I think the better thing is we know where to spend our time. Right. Right? We know where mm -hmm. to spend our time. And by asking the questions, by asking the question, it just gives us a better idea 
of where to do that. Right. right. And by asking the question, it gives you more confidence to make more calls. Yep. It also gives you the confidence, though, to get off the phone with someone whom you know that you don't, you're not doing business with. And that's the biggest thing. This is not really external. It's mostly internal. Yep. Right? And so if you're like, you know what? I know that I'm going to make 60 calls a day. And if I make 60 calls a day, I know that 59 of those people are not going to be motivated. Brett and I did a live event, and he's making cold calls live. Mm -hmm. right? And by the way, we're sitting there for what? A good hour before Brent got any traction. I mean, he's just sitting there, hang up, hang up, not motivated, not motivated, not motivated. You know, and if you were a newbie, you'd be like, oh, this is kind of awkward, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, it works this way. Like call 60, we got a lead, right? Yep. And it was, it was awesome, right? Yep. But you can see Brent is just, he just wasn't phased by all the unmotivation, right? He just keeps going and keeps going and he doesn't get jammed up. So that goes back to the internal game. And knowing if you're getting these questions, right, they're probably not that motivated. Now, if you're dealing with a real estate agent and you're buying a property from an agent, that's a different game, a different thing. You know, if they ask for a proof of funds right, sure. or, or how many properties, you may have to, to dance around that or get a partner and totally overcoming that, right. right? But when you're dealing with sellers, no, there are some red flag questions and those are like the top three. Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, working with real estate agents, if they're asking that a lot of the times it's because their, their brokerage requires that they include that with their paperwork before they can even get paid on anything. It's not that they really, really are like trying to vet you. It's that they are required to have that paperwork. And that's, you know, if you run into a situation like that, then just go talk. We did, for example, Todd, we just sent and got a contract signed this morning and the real, the real estate State agent took our two-page contract. Now I assume later down the line we're going to have to revise it into the nine-page, but they just didn't care. They just put it to uh, their seller. The seller was fine with the price and terms and everything. They were fine with it. We made sure that we put in the commission, the paperwork for their commission. And they were happy. Now it's an escrow, and now we start rocking and rolling. If we need to make some changes later, we can make some changes later. But. For the most part, real estate agents are just trying to dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure that their broker is happy with their paperwork. And it's really that personal relationship that you have with them, the, their ability to understand if you're confident and you're certain. And, and that's where they're going to be more. That That's what they're really focusing on is, does this person sound like they can actually get this deal closed? And that's something that you got to work on. And that's, that goes back to what Todd was saying is, you start talking to yourself and stop Stop listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're telling yourself all the time that you are the absolute best at speaking with real estate agents, guess what? You become unbelievably good at speaking with real estate good. agents, right? right? Or homeowners. Or homeowners. Or home, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it works for both of it. But it's it's that constant dialogue that you're talking to yourself and you're getting those, I guess it would be considered an affirmation, but I think it goes even further than that. I think it's really just setting your yourself up to be okay, to be successful. I yes. think that's one of the hardest parts, Todd, is people are more afraid of when people say yes to them than they are by rejection because yes means that they have to then go forward and and really put in the work and really get the job done and really get this. And then all of a sudden it gets scary because this business becomes real. And yes. once it becomes real, now you have a responsibility to take this as far as you can for your family, for your financial future, for sourcing real estate opportunities. And when you have that, 
piled on you, all of a sudden that could be pressure, but that pressure can be really, really, really exciting. And that pressure can actually give you energy as opposed to drain you. It could change your life. It's changed Todd's life. It's changed my life. It's changed your brother Tom's. It's changed Dan's. It's changed, I mean, countless others around the country. This business is so unbelievably rewarding if you let that happen. Right. So we promised people that we were going to help them destroy fear. Right. Yeah. So we talked about affirmations. We're going to give them two more ways. Okay? okay. And so the second way that we're going to talk about, Brent, is just moving one step at a time, making sure that you. So you talked about like that one thing about that next thing happens. The seller says yes. And believe me, we're all there. And you're like, oh my gosh, do I get the paperwork right? And then where do I go to escrow? And what if I can't find a buyer? What's going to happen? Right. So here's my recommendation to you that will give you more confidence. Just commit to take the very next step. And so whatever that is, you're like, okay, today I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to practice these 20 objections, right? And on this channel, Brent and I have done a ton of videos, right? A ton of videos. I don't know, five or six. So you can learn some of these objections. So I'm, so I'm going to practice those before I get on the phone. Then I'm going to say my affirmations. And then three, I'm going to make 40 calls today. And if I make 40 calls and if I find a motivated seller, then and only then am I going to get on a contract. And that's all I'm going to worry about today. I'm not going to worry about if I have a buyer. I'm not going to worry about getting into the escrow company. I'm not going to worry about how the paperwork works. I'm just going to do that. And if you commit to that and you win, your confidence starts to go up. Love it. That's number two. Number three. Okay. Number three, okay, is to build your skill. Okay. And so if you're a football player or a basketball player or a runner or a weightlifter, you get confidence by practicing. Yep. Right. By practicing. So this is the part where the natural born salesperson is complete garbage. Right. As a matter of fact, most of the natural born salespeople have really bad habits. Right. And so it's harder for them to unlearn. So if you're actually not naturally born, right, you think, hey, I'm not that good. You actually have an advantage because you know you need to practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yep. get out there and make it happen. You know, there's some free sources out there. But of course, if you go to ConvertWholesaleDeals.com, you buy that program. Let me tell you something. Brian, who's my acquisition specialist, I've been working with him for years on and off. He is amazing. But I can tell you when he started, he couldn't get two words out of his mouth. The first six weeks, I'm like, this guy is not going to make it. It's not going to yep. happen. Right? Yep. And then finally, I had a coach tell me, Todd, you've got to get what's out of your head and on a paper and then train him. And then build his confidence, and he will be a huge asset for you, with you, right? I can tell you that Brian and I have made millions of dollars together using that system, right? But it was practice. It was role play. It was finding the people who knew what they were talking about, right, and listening to them. So again, there's some free videos on this site, right? If you want to take the shortcut, you can go to convertwholesaledeals.com. But whatever it is, whatever, if you decide not to do any of that, Get out there, listen to the videos, say your affirmations, make the calls. If you're dealing with unmotivated people and you're scared of those objections, they're probably a waste of your time. Spend time with the people who have the motivation and then use the skills that we talked about here, right? To then close the deal one step at a time. And that will give you confidence. Love it. Love it. One, two, three. That is it. I love it. And listen. I mean, this is, I I have it written here on this little note here. 
that is it about it is all all of this comes down to fixing your mindset right fixing your mindset that's what this whole podcast was about that's what this whole video was about again if you're just listening to this check it out at uh, Brent Daniels real estate on YouTube but it's about fixing your mindset and getting into that in, into the position of understanding that one it's okay to get really big massive deals in this business okay mm -hmm. Number two, it's okay that if if somebody is asking you all of these pre-qualifying questions and they're really grinding and they want you to compete and they want you to prove to them that you are the best person to buy their house, it's likely that they are not going to do business with you at a price that you want to do business with. It's just a fact. So filter them out. There's plenty of people. Six to 10% of the market is in distress. It is a conveyor belt out there. There is too many properties. If you drive around in your city, in your state, and there is literally no houses that have any problems, call me, text me, let me know. But I'm telling you, there's always going to be ugly houses on the street. There's always going to be emotional problems. There's always going to be life events that are happening. And there is an unlimited supply of opportunities out there that you don't have to just force this. The, the problem I see, Todd, is we do a little bit of work. We do a little bit of marketing or a little bit of prospecting. And we want to hold to those leads with everything that we have, because if mm -hmm. we don't have those leads, we don't. But leads don't mean anything. Only signed contract and converting them means anything. So start filtering out the people that will never do business with you. I am telling you, it'll change the landscape. Todd's just giving you the game plan to be able to. Fantastic. I love it. Thanks so much, Brett. Love being here. Let's do it again. All right, guys. And uh, again, listen. If you're interested in, in learning and really deep diving, it's convertwholesaledeals.com. Convert Wholesale Deals. Definitely check it out. The cost is absolutely silly for what the value is that you get in return that has gone through the uh, sales system that Todd put together through Convert Wholesale Deals has increased their business. I am telling you, it is absolutely phenomenal. Definitely check that out. And until next time, guys, you know me. I am Mr. TTP. I am going to always encourage you to talk to people. Till next time, guys. Love you. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.